Let's welcome back to the show, Cheryl King. And she's going to tell us all about Forbidden Kiss Live, soon celebrating its first anniversary and what's happening at Left Edge Theater. How are you, Cheryl? I am doing great. Thank you very much. Uh, chilling out at home during this cool and misty day. <laughs> we've got we've got a little autumn autumn crisp in the air, don't we? That's right. That's right. And a lot of good times being planned at the California. It just gets bigger and bigger. Amazing. So so let's start from sort of the beginning. You're celebrating one year uh, in December or this month. Actually, this month, uh, the show we just did, November, November 8th, made a year. Right. Uh, so, uh, next month, we'll move uh, to weekends. Fabulous. Partly a recognition of the fact that the show has caught on so well, and so many people are coming back to every single show, which is really, really great. Um, I ask at every show how many people have been to Forbidden Kiss before, and about half of them say, me, me, me. And then I ask about how many people are here for the first time, and I get about 50% on that. And I now actually recognize people uh, who have been there before. And, you know, I like to do my little producer thing and schmooze the audience during the intermission and before the show. And I'm seeing so many people that keep coming back, and they're taking advantage of the fact that I've started making shows events. Nice, nice. You you are the host X with the most X. I must. Oh, thank say. you. I like that term. I'm going to have to put that on my website. The host <laughs> X with the most X. Yes. You are out there meeting and greeting, and chatting up people. Like, like, what's their response? What What are some of the sort of really exciting things you've heard from them? Well, almost every show, at least several people come up and say. Thank you so much for bringing something like this to Santa Rosa. We've never had anything like this here before. I've seen stuff like this in New York or L.A. or San Francisco, but I never saw anything like this here. And I think they're not talking about just the racy nature of the of the material, but also the fact that it's a variety show. There's magic, there's dance, there's song, there's intellectual bits, there's comedy uh, so they really love the fact that there's something for everybody. It's a soup to nuts kind of show. And I like that very much, too, because it keeps me entertained as well. You are a brainstormer extraordinaire. How, how do you come up with a new idea? Every month there's something brand spanking new. I mean, there's some carryover, some favorites that kind of thread throughout, but... Wow. How, how do you sit down and think about, okay, next month we're going to do this? Well, I do some research. I discovered, uh, I think it was late summer, that more than one of the people in the audience was asking, were asking for uh, an event theme. Some of the performers were saying, is there a theme? Is there a theme? And I thought, this thing about themes seems <laughs> to be kind of running around. So... I think after the pandemic, we all got, during the pandemic, we all got used to staying home in our pajamas and watching Netflix. And we learned to love that. But then when it started coming time to go out again, people were a little reluctant to go out, but they seemed to be very willing to party and to have an event. They're kind of eager for an event. They can see a show at home, but they can't do an event at home. So when I made, um, uh, I can't remember which one was my first theme, but 
then October was Halloween. We had over 30 people uh, show up to be part of the costume contest on the stage. And I gave out prizes. As you know, I give out prizes from Secrets Boutique. And I also created some sleep logo, logo sleep masks with the Forbidden Kiss logo on them, which you can also use to blindfold your lovers so they can serve two purposes. <laughs> and people loved those. They went nuts for them. There were people who did the contest simply because they wanted one of the sleep masks, which were the consolation prizes. So <laughs> after that, I thought people were going, what's the next theme? What's the next theme? And I thought, well, I guess I have to have one for November and I don't want it to be some Puritan thing or fall flowers <laughs> or that. So I thought, I looked it up actually. I do a lot of research. I look up adult party themes or party themes. And then I thought, oh, black and white is a good one because almost everybody has something glamorous in black or white or both in their closets. So they don't even have to spend money. They can just dig around in their closets and put on some jewelry. We had a whole bunch of people showed up in black and white. And then I created this very special opening that had this black and white, you know, the thing that they used to make, it's a circle and it goes round and round a spiral and it kind oh, of- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, the hypnotizing wheel. Yeah, so I got multiple of those <laughs> and I put them together to Talking Heads, the song Once in a Lifetime, same as it ever was. <laughs> it ever was. So then I had this huge fat suit. It's an inflatable suit. It was a white suit. And I we set the, the images came up on the stage. And I and this little tiny woman named Sasha, who's in the show now, both were being projected upon by this uh, image and, and moving around. And it was a huge, great fun and a flashy opening. And a lot of people wore special makeup and special clothes and so now the December theme is Bad Santa, which would be great fun. And there's a guy named Dwayne Stincelli, uh, who's a very fine actor you may have heard of here in town. He uh, has done a number of things. The latest thing I think he did was uh, Fiddler on the Roof at Sixth Street Playhouse. Anyway, mm. Dwayne has become a fan of Forbidden Kiss. He showed up for the show. And when my partner, Martin Gilbertson, was unavailable to do dubbers with me, Dwayne filled in. At the last minute. And he loved it so much. And he was really, really great. So I asked him if he would be our bad Santa. And he went home and he sent me photos of himself that he already had as bad Santa, <laughs> Looking down all sexy over his sunglasses. <laughs> so that's, I'm very excited to work with Dwayne. And I wrote two pieces in excitement. Because when you know who you're working with, kind of like the Carol Burnett show, if you know you're working with Tim Conway and Harvey Corman, you write for them. <laughs> Right, so right, I right. Brain. and I sent him the sketch. And today I reached out and said, What did you think? He said, It's hilarious, I can't wait to do it. So, we're writing specific sketches now for specific people in the show, and that's really exciting for me. That's a great way to put it, the Carol Burnett show, because it really is, it really is a variety show, and you've got you know, you've got a lot of the same players and it's fast and it's quick and you all are enjoying yourselves so much like Harvey and Carol and Lionel and Vicky used to do. Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you guys seem to be having so much fun up there, completely professional, completely entertaining and keeping the audience so engaged. I mean, it's 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 like you said, was it released the Kraken? Everyone came out and they're like, and you know, there's this kind of rowdy nature and everyone's just in it. No one feels afraid to 
yell out or can't call. I mean, I shouldn't say can't call because it's all very respectful. And um, Yeah, but the hollering but I, is I, encouraged and they do it from the minute I show up on the stage. I say, welcome. <laughs> They're hollering already. Right. It's well, you're funny. encouraging it. <laughs> yeah. And there's this one sweet guy uh, who showed who I think a bike is his only form of transportation because he always comes on his bike or else he's just very fit. Either way, he shows up <laughs> on his bike for these themed parties and he carries his little uh, suitcase with him. And then he parks his bike and then he goes in the bathroom and he changes clothes into his costume for the show. <laughs> for Halloween, he came as uh, um, uh, Captain uh, Kirk from uh, Star Wars and he won the biggest, hugest prize uh, from Secrets Boutique that night. And he loved it so much. So now he comes to every show and he dresses up fancy for every show. And there are any number of other couples. A woman came to the last show and said, do you have an award for attended every show? Because I've attended every show. Wow. So, you know, there's people who are, are it's it's kind of like their monthly event that they're looking forward to. And now tickets are starting to sell out before November is even over. People are buying for December and before December's over, they're buying for January. Wow, that's great. It is. Our January theme is going to be carnival, as in I... sideshow, American carnival. Ah. So I think it's going to bring out all the freaky deaky <laughs> folks who should be fun. Oh, I love it. I love it. I've got lots yeah. of Yeah. I got lots of carnival stuff to wear. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so talk more about uh, Bad Santa. Yes. So Bad Santa no. will be our first show that's going to be on the weekend instead of Wednesdays. Now that we've graduated, our shows will be either Fridays or Saturdays. And Bad Santa is our Bad Santa show, which is at 730 on November 6th, December 16th, was also our bar manager and uh, often a performer in the show, Serena Elise. It's her birthday. Oh, so not only is she doing a bunch of special pieces with some special friends uh, and Jonathan Blue, who's her good buddy, is going to be in the show. Uh, but and we've got Bad Santa, which is Dwayne Stincelli, and we've got Vixen, the Forbidden Kiss magician. We've got Ray Hoey and Treja. Ray is a magician and Treja is a belly dancer and they have an act together. I'll be doing some new comedy pieces and that new Dubbers piece. Dwayne is going to be doing a piece. He's going to write a, a satire uh, on a piece from Chicago. If you're good to mama, mama's good to you. He's going to rewrite that for if you're good to Santa, Santa's good to you. Which could get very body. I love it. And Serena and another DJ after the show are going to DJ and there will be dancing until midnight. Oh, so it's going to be a wow. big old party and should be huge wow. fun. Wow. So you'll have a DJ after the, the show or? Yes. Two DJs and we'll push the chairs out of the way and create a dance floor. So we'll have dancing till midnight. People have started hanging around after the show until we shoo them away. We started out <laughs> by offering another 30 minutes worth of drinks after the show. And now that's kind of pushing up to 45, <laughs> pushing up to an hour. And everyone's having a good time. Forbidden Kiss Live, you know, people are like, what time did this start? I'm like, well, it's sort of 7, 7.30 drag time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We try to start at 7.30, but half of our audience shows up in the last five minutes before showtime. So we got a string of people at the bar, like 30 people. So we have to get them served before yeah, we yeah. get to the show. 
Right. So, you know, as long as people don't complain. And now I have movies up up top of the show on the two screens up there so they can watch movies. And now Sasha is doing, or so I should call her Vixen. That's her magician name. Vixen is doing <laughs> table to table uh, magic that she's designed especially for the Forbidden Kiss crowd before the show. So she gets up on stage and does like hoop routines and poi routines. And then she moves through the audience with a close up table magic. So we've got stuff for people to do, not to mention which we've also now got a kitchen and um, much more food offerings. And right now we're also in the process of redoing our bar. Right now there's a, a lot of um, plastic and dust at the California that should all be settled by this weekend. And we'll have a new bar back there. So we're really increasing our offerings across the board. Yeah, I, really I, cool. I love the space. You know, there, it, it's changed a few times, but it, it's 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 lovely how you've done it. Again, that cabaret field, tables, chairs, people can move around. You know, the 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 wait staff can move through. It's not, you know, sitting there in a in a staid sort of theater and and um, worrying about you know disturbing the disturbing the 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 performers or. Uh, you, you know, you, you can just you can just let it go. <laughs> exactly. I love that. It's like a nightclub, right? The space is so versatile. It serves very, very well for a full on theatrical production that we're all as respectful as you're talking about, where people just sit still and watch the show. And then it also serves as a fabulous nightclub and dance party space. Uh, I love that it is so mutable. And Argo's, our, Argo Thompson, our chief eternal optimist, has done a really, really good job with his visionary attitude and with getting a tremendous amount of help from the staff and some really great workers in the construction field who are putting it all together. It just gets better all the time. It really does. It, it, yeah. It does um so you've talked about some of the performers and there there are so many you know maybe um we'll break them down into categories chat chat about some of the the dancers the burlesque um performers that that appear yes um, it will appear again i'm sure Cool. Uh, we started with uh, uh, a person who a lot of people in town know about, Velvet Thorne, who is just amazing. One of the best burlesque dancers I've ever seen. And she keeps coming up with these fabulous numbers and she puts it out on her costumes and on the choreography because she's a really fine choreographer. So we started out with Velvet. And then we ended up with uh, a colleague of hers, Johnny Machado. So Johnny was coming in and doing striptease numbers. We've got Malia. Uh, Abayan, who is a singer and does musical theater stuff, but she also takes her clothes off too. So uh, she kind of gives us the best of both worlds there. And then we ended up with a woman named Natasha Nightmare, who will be in our December show and also in our January show. Uh, she's um, a little bit quirky, but she's also a professional striptease artist. And so she's like that. The last show we had two dancers, fell out. One of them was a woman named Indiana Bones is her show name. <laughs> and we hope to have her back. She got COVID. Oh, no. So she had to bail. And then we had a drag artist, a female drag artist who does full on drag, but she starts out as a female person uh, and ends up as a female person, but in full drag. Her name is Trixie Carr. 
And poor Trixie reached out to me the day before the show and said she had the previous evening been rear-ended by a Salvation Army truck. Can you believe it? What? And had spent the night in the ER and was relatively okay, but was a little banged up and shaken up and would have to put off coming to the show another time. So we've got people uh, of of like all kinds of stripes, dancers of all kinds coming in, uh, doing doing various kinds of numbers. So I really love that, that that's very varied. Yeah. Great. And and now talk about some of the performers you do and, and talk about some of the the ongoing skits you do, um, you do a talk show format, you do the dubbing, which is hysterical. Um, you know, <laughs> the no, no started... spoilers, but explain explain those two bits. You bit, you, uh, dubbers began uh, when uh, Forbidden Kiss was at my theater in New York City uh, uh, and Forbidden Kiss ran there for eight years. And that was a piece that I created and did there with a, a friend named TC. I've been doing most Dubbers bits here in um, Sonoma County with Martin Gilbertson, who's the tech director over at Sixth Street Playhouse, who's also a very fine actor. And as you know, the conceit is that we're dubbing softcore porn and you see us in the studio. So I, I had about 12 of those routines already written from New York, but I have written about another eight since I have been here, I performed them with Martin. I also performed them with a guy named Noah Sternhill, who's a, also a very fine actor, does a lot of work at Sixth Street Playhouse. And now I have just written one for me and Dwayne Stincelli to do in the December show. And the conceit of that piece is that Santa comes down the chimney for the last house on his route, which is a Mrs. Zeller. And he expects to be able to, you know, he's looking around for the cookies, where are the cookies milk. And she comes up to him and gooses him from behind. <laughs> Apparently she's been up and waiting for him to show. And he says, I would have thought you'd be in bed by now. And she goes, I was waiting for you. <laughs> and then Santa finds out, oh no, I'm being predate. Mrs. Zeller is after me. She's after me. And he goes, I'm married, I'm married. And she goes, don't you like my robe? And <laughs> so uh, I have great fun writing Dubber's pieces. And then um, I write other sketches that just occur to me based on what I see online or ideas that I have. In the middle of the night, I'll be watching uh, TV and I'll go, oh, wait, that makes me think. And then I'll put it on pause and I'll write the sketch and then I'll send it off to one of my compadres and one of them will say yeah i'll do that with you and so then we start rehearsing <laughs> and lately we've been doing improv a lot which is the thing you've been referring to uh, my buddies Aliyah beaton and shannon de young who have a uh, a literary salon called da salon uh are great improv artists so we've been doing this sketch called the cunning linguists which is ostensibly a talk show and I'm the host and Aaliyah is the international expert who does not speak English, so she speaks in gibberish and then Shannon is her interpreter. So I introduce the theme for the week and then she answers it and Shannon interprets it and then it, the audience goes nuts. We did it oh the last God. four months. So funny. So it's so huge. They love it so and much. Right and cute and not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. And the audience likes that you're walking a tight wire when you're doing improv in front of them, right? They right, love right, right, right. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Where are they going to go? Where are they going to go now? Yes. And the last show, 
I want to take questions from the audience. So the last show, one of the guys in the audience said, so what is preferable, top or bottom? And Aliyah, our expert, spoke in gibberish and then uh, kind of doing these kind of gestures. And then Shannon said, it makes no difference. One is as good as the other. And then Aliyah got up out of her chair and she kind of laid sideways on the stage and was looking at the audience. And then Shannon got up and humped her hip. She started throwing $20 bills. It was unbelievable because now the audience is throwing money on the stage. They're not just putting oh, it there. Wow. They're throwing money. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we sucked in about 100 bucks with that question, uh, what's better, top or bottom? <laughs> Never settled an answer for it. Exactly. Every, everyone <laughs> had their opinion. Everyone had their opinion. Oh, it is so funny. It's, I didn't, you know, I kind of assumed there was some improv, but it's so brilliant. I, I mean, it never, it never sort of falters, you know, it just, it just goes. Yeah, it just goes oh, on from one to another, right? Yep, yep, yep. Wow. I the mean, last you, show, we had an audience participation called the Sex Quiz Game Show, and Aaliyah and Shannon played celebrities, and then we pulled up two people from the uh, audience to be on their teams. So that was fun, and it was improv out of all of us at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you can you, you can make that 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 urban tale about what was once said on the newlywed show come to life one that's one, exactly one right <laughs> and our audience loves the audience oh, participation oh, stuff wow. they are so eager and so ready and so fearless uh so i think that a lot of people like to have their moment of limelight on the stage and we give them an opportunity at forbidden kiss we've now got like up around a hundred people are coming to every show. Oh wow! So that's killer on a Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and I'll go back to M Malaya. I mean, what a voice! Oh I mean, yeah, her, her her acts are stunning. I, I mean, I'm like, where does she find this music? And she's got the I've I've got I've been there with musician friends, and they're like, oh my god, that woman is amazing. She is. Yeah. Really talented she really has a great voice and can she does and she's got such huge energy too yeah 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 the last show she did i'm a girl that can't say no which was a great one and then <laughs> piece of monia which she's done a couple of times and everyone really really loves wow yeah she she's just terrific just ter she I, I, is she's currently in uh playing in um oh guys and dolls i think and oh San Francisco or Marin County. Oh, uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Anyone who wants to know could look up Malia Therese on Facebook and find out where she's playing. But yeah, that's running, I think, into January. Wow, wow, wow. She, Yeah, she's just amazing. So uh, do, do you have someone permanently in the kitchen now doing food or you're still going to sort of alternate? Uh, we we still sometimes some nights we don't have a cook in the kitchen. And then we've got the pre-show orders from Belly. Uh, which is around the corner, but more often than not, now we're going to have someone in the kitchen. I think um, there may be a, a final um, a level of permitting from the city oh, that yeah. we have not quite reached yet. <laughs> and we, when we hit that permit level, it's going to be more and more frequent. Right now, we're working within whatever yeah, uh, yeah. guidelines we've been given until we get the final permissions. Right, right. The empanadas were fabulous. The one night. they were. Moises knows how to cook. 
<laughs> they were really good. They were really good. So um, you share the space, the California with Left Edge Theater. Yep. Uh, talk about the, the current show. Yes. Well, it is about to open on November 30th. So that's 15 days from now. Uh, and it's going to run for four weeks, Thursdays and Fridays at 7.30, and then on Saturdays at 1. And Serena Elise is directing this show, which has a cast of a lot of people that are also going to be in our December um, uh, Bad Santa. It's got uh, Jonathan Blue and Molly Larson Shine and Michael Gertz, Rosie Frater, Samuel Gleason, and Riley Milton. And it's about two nobodies living in New York City who are trying to create an original musical for the New York Musical Theater Festival, but they've only got three weeks to write it. So Mm -hmm. it's a comedy about writing a musical and in the process, a musical gets written. So it's kind of meta and it's really good comedy and it's really, really sharp players who are very, very funny. And Serena is an excellent director. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's going to be uh, pretty spectacular and worth seeing, which is why we extended it a fourth week all the way right up to just before Christmas. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Um, and uh, th- that's the final show for the for the year at Left Edge. For the yeah. year, yeah. We've got stuff starting, I believe, in late January or maybe it's early February in the new year. And we're also starting a bunch of other stuff. The Wednesdays that I have vacated are now going to be karaoke nights. Oh, nice. Because uh, you may have seen that the whiskey tip closed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, apparently a big thing at the whiskey tip was karaoke nights. And the people that did karaoke nights at whiskey tip are going to bring them to the California. So wow. we're going to be starting that uh, later this month. And also our Sunday nights are now bachata nights, which is salsa and cumbia and other kinds of Latin dancing. So we've got things now. We've got either music or or vaudeville or karaoke or dancing pretty much every night of the week amazing amazing it's, it's really become a happening place you 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 both have really brought the nightlife back to downtown santa rosa we are so happy to do it too i i really love the place and lately i've i've become the uh decorator argo said could you decorate it for halloween and i said well i got a halloween show so i'll decorate it and then he goes <laughs> could you decorate it for uh this and i went yeah okay i'll do that so now when it needs decorating, you go, Cheryl, <laughs> again. So now I'm the interior decorator, which is, which is cool. It's nice to have multiple hats. Which is plenty fun. Plenty fun. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you'll, so yeah you'll, you'll, have fun for, you'll have fun for the holiday show too. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We're going to have it. Bachata is going to be our new year's theme, the bachata theme. And they will be dancing, I think until midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, we're going to have late night shows. There's going to be a Forbidden Kiss late night in February. We're going to try it out because what we understand is that there is a lot of very young audiences wandering around at 1030 and 11 o'clock in Santa Rosa going, what can we do now? Yeah. Yeah. So we want to tell them you can come to our place. So we're going to have late night comedy, late night Forbidden Kiss, uh, late night bachata and... Something else late night that I can't. Re- oh yeah, a uh, Trixie Carr is bringing in. Oh, oh night, yeah, uh, her show Fixation plus a drag brunch. Oh man! So we're moving into drag brunch too. Yeah, we went to a drag brunch in in New Orleans and it was incredible, incredible. Yeah, I think ours is going to be a great spot for a drag brunch. Oh good. So when's Trixie's show? 
Trixie show fixation is no, uh, let's see. It is 30. Uh, let me think. Thir uh, Saturday, November the 25th. It's after soul section. Oh, so okay. Trixie's show starts at 11 and goes until one. Okay. Are you, you producing it or is she, or is she? She's producing it. Okay. It's the, uh, she calls it a dark drag dance night featuring performances by special guest stars Hollow Eve and Queera Knightley. <laughs> DJ set curated by Josh Staples, Trixie Carr, and Sarah Sanger. So there'll be drag and dance and goth new wave rarities. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? That sounds super exciting. Super yes. exciting. Almost yep. as exciting as Bad Santa. <laughs> exactly. I, th I think Trixie is going to be a perfect fit for the California. And she's okay. such a trooper. She even offered to come in as banged up as she was and be in the show if she had left me in the lurch. But I was able to get some of our other performers to fill oh, in. For her. Nice, she was able nice. to stay home and take care of herself, which was nice. good. So Forbidden Kiss Live is now permanently on Friday night? Uh, weekends. Uh, this coming one is Saturday. Most of them are going to be Saturdays, but I believe in March it's going to be on a Friday. But I'm making sure to put the night of the week on all of our promos so that okay. people don't get confused. So, but yes. pretty much still the third week. Pretty much still the third week. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to do okay. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, but, you, the website is great at, at the California, so you get lots of information. I, there's so much happening there; it kind of kind of blows. That's them right. Up. And I keep boosting my Forbidden Kiss webpage because they've also given me a webpage on the site. So now there are photos of me uh, demonstrating the It's turned out that when I demonstrate the gifts from Secrets Boutique and I read the label, you know, and I, <laughs> I say the stuff that these various uh, devices will do for you. And it just turns funny and the audience laughs. So it's a chance for me to get some extra laughs. So I love that. So I've got photos of me demonstrating from Secrets Boutique and photos of the costumed people receiving their gifts and being all happy and proud. Carol Merrill, hand movements. That's it. I do the Carol Merrill thing and I love it, especially because I'm holding up a, you know, a butt plug or whatever. It's you know, <laughs> all packaged, of course, clean and, and safe. And sanitized, right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And, and there's sort of lots of, Nice space at the California, too. I, I mean, I know people are getting a little uh, about COVID and getting sick. And, uh, you know, of course, people can wear masks if they're really concerned. But there's sort of a lot of space. You know, it's a nice high ceiling. There's nice ventilation. Yeah, we've got 40-foot ceilings, and we've got a really good HVAC system. And, and with table seating as opposed to stadium seating, you know, you're six feet away from every other right, table. Right. So you really only need to worry about the people that are at your table with you already yeah yeah and of course our staff try to do their damnedest to keep everything clean and nice and nobody ever ever comes to work sick we've just all learned that lesson haven't we yeah yeah if we you think you're have. sick you just stay home now and everybody tests when they get a cold and they find out yeah, what they yeah. it's we're, yeah. we're we got a lot better at taking care of each other over the last three years i think that's in true that's true that that that's the the uh silver lining to those dark 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 clouds Exactly. Yeah. 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 
Great. So you're so you've already you've got December. You're already thinking about January. You know, 2024 looms and uh, yeah. And I've got I'm booked all the way uh, through April. We've got dates booked all the way through April. I haven't got all those tickets available because I've got to figure out my themes. Mm. But February, of course, will be Valentine's Day. So we've I, got January's carnival. February will be Valentine's Day and I'll probably come, maybe it'll be blue Valentine's. I did, I did blue Valentine's as a theme in New York. And then the stories could all be about sadness and misery and being done wrong or being ghosted or, or right, stuff like that. Right. bad Valentine's. <laughs> and <laughs> then March we all had go back to St. Patty's Day again. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And of course that's raucous. <laughs> yes. Very raucous. I'm kind of glad not to live in New York anymore on St. Patty's Day. That, that was crazy. I'm from Chicago. Then you know. Even it, worse, I bet. It was like a national holiday. I thought, who works on St. Patrick's Day when I moved? Oh, to yeah. And they're drunk at 9 a.m. What? Yeah. What's everyone doing? They're like, for what? I'm like, St. Patrick's Day. It's running in the streets. That's right. Nobody works. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> No employer dares to make it a mandatory day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, something else I wanted to tell you about Forbidden Kiss, a very fine performer who performed <coughs> two months ago and will be back with us again in January. No, February. His name is, um, he calls himself Titus Androgynous, which is not a great name. And he did a Shakespeare piece. And and I think, I think he actually uses the pronoun they. Mm. Titus, they um go to school at the university and they have a hundred friends so we're now having an audience at forbidden kiss that uh, has a large under 30 component our audience goes from 20 to 80 but we've got plenty of young folks there now which is really really great because uh, we wanted to attract young people a uh, uh, theater in sonoma county had become the province of a bunch of gray hairs and that's just not not how we're going to do it in california that's terrific that's, yes so now the gray hairs are all welcome and they here. love the pieces and they participate and they yeah, come yeah, in yeah. Soon, but they're not the only ones we got 18 year olds who can't I, even I, drink I, to enjoy the show you know well, that, that, i mean that stuff is really kind of new for young people burlesque you know, kind of vaudeville, you know, the variety show. You know what I mean? I don't think that's really in their entertainment lexicon. Exactly. And they go, yeah. wow, this is great. By right. the time you see one thing, it changes again and it changes again. And they're eager to perform and they show up in costume for Halloween. A whole bunch of them came as furries, you oh, know. Great. It was just so <laughs> cool. And they bring this huge, beautiful energy uh, so, you know, we've really got the best of all worlds in our audience and I'm, I could not be more oh, excited. So wonderfully di diverse, the, the audience and the performers, but it, you know, it's sort of astounding. It's all ages, you know, I shouldn't say all ages, eight, 18 and up, 18 and up or 21 and up. 18 and up. 18 and up. They, they get carded at the bar if they don't. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. And again, no, nothing too raunchy. Everything is respectful. Um, you know, the performers are enjoying themselves. Um, the audience is 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 polite uh, yep. and 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 engaged and entertained. And and that that's what we love about it. 
that's it. It's a big party once a month and everyone looks forward to it and starts planning on it. As soon as one is over, we're ready for the next one, which is just a joy. And, you know, it's been wonderful having your support, too, ever since the beginning of Forbidden oh. Kiss. Uh, I'm very happy to, uh, you know, include you on our programs and on our website and tell people about how supportive you've been. And and uh, the, the entire gay community in Sonoma County has been very supportive and uh, shows up. I've got a, a stage cat now, a guy named Evan Dow Williamson. So not just girls help on the stage. But oh, nice. Comes now and wears his gorgeous kilt and his fabulous vest with his beautiful <laughs> hairy chest shiny. And and uh, the boys enjoy watching him bend over and pick things up. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Well, I, I, I'm thrilled to help. I, I, I'm glad everyone's everyone's enjoying it as many people as possible. I bet this move to the weekend for um, Forbidden Kiss Live is going to be super successful. I think it will, too. And, and I'm really uh, grateful that you're helping me get the word out there, too, because I think I think it's uh, we're, we're going to have a fabulous winter. We're going to be willing to be indoors. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm so excited about Bad Santa. I've sort of missed the last couple because I've had that kind of crud, whatever, not COVID necessarily, but the long cold that they call and thought oh, man. ever end. <laughs> exactly. It'll take all the oomph out, you know, you do your job and then you want to go home and go to bed. Right, right. Yeah. Cheryl, we're we're out of time. Lovely chatting with you, lovely catching up. I will see you out there for Bad Santa. Give us the date and give us the website and the quick information. For yes, it's caltheater.com, C-A-L-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.com. And the show is December 16th at 7.30 in downtown Santa Rosa, 528 7th Street. And we hope to see everybody there. Parking's right across the street, so it's easy to get to. Absolutely. Happy holidays, my dear, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gary. Of course. Bye-bye, my dear. Bye.